Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. In the past 30 years, I learned one thing. The more I know the Word and the more I practice the Word, my life is totally different, really different. It's so important to know the Word of God and to practice the Word of God. I have a burden to feed the sheep in this house with good food. And I'd like to teach you today, this will be the last sermon on the series, Touching Heaven, Changing Earth, number two. We have two series talking about how to pray according to the way Jesus teaches us how to pray effectively or prayer principles. Last Sunday, we mentioned a little bit about the prayer of reconciliation. We learned about the prayer of reconciliation. And I'd like to read the scripture one more time and review just a few minutes here. Luke chapter 10, verse 2. Then Jesus said to them, The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. One of the ways to pray is to pray to see the lost soul, our unsaved loved ones, our unsaved friends, unbelieving strangers that we may meet on the bus or on the street to get saved. And Jesus teaches that we need to ask the Lord to send laborers into the harvest field. A lot of time when we read this scripture, we are thinking about a big evangelist preaching in some big crusade. Actually, it's not just only the big evangelist, but you and I are the laborers. And somebody pray that God will send a laborer to somebody that that person will listen to. God ordain all of us to be in the different walks of life. Some of us are businessmen. Some of us are housewife. Some of us are doctors and nurses and teachers. God put us in the different places in society so that we can be laborers in those areas that we can be used by God step by step to lead people into the kingdom of God. This is a reality of life. All of us are not the cup of tea for everybody. Not everyone like my preaching. And I understand that. And they cannot be in this church because they don't like my accent. They could not understand me very well. But thank God some of you tolerate with my accent. We all are not the cup of tea for everybody. I know one thing. My bigger sister would never listen to me. No matter how many Bible knowledge I have, no matter how anointed I am, when I start to open my mouth to talk to my bigger sister, she would shut her ear and she would not listen. The same thing, younger brothers would not listen to the bigger brother. Husband would not listen to the preaching of the wife, and the wife would not listen to the preaching of the husband. In that situation, if the Holy Spirit tell you to keep your mouth shut and just to smile and show love, don't preach, don't put anything into their throat, don't shuffle the gospel into their throat because they're not going to listen to you. Amen? I never preached to my dad because he would never listen to me, but Pastor Da can talk to him. He will listen to Pastor Da. This is the truth of life. Therefore, we need to pray that God will send a laborer or laborers to come across 
our unbelieving loved ones and unbelieving friends and strangers that they will accept the message from those people. This is one of the way to pray. God send laborers to my uncle, my auntie, my dad, my wife, my mom to hear the gospel from that person. Let's look at another scripture: how to pray the prayer of reconciliation. You want some uh, somebody to be reconciled to God and become a born again Christian. Second Corinthians chapter four verse four: Whose minds the God of this age has blinded? Who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. So, in order to pray for the non-believers. We need to pray this way. I'm teaching you principle of how to pray for your unbelieving loved ones. Father in heaven, I know you love my unsaved loved ones. I pray, Father, that you will send laborers across their way, whom they will listen to and receive the message. And not only that, Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit will enlighten the eyes of their spirit and their heart, and they will remove the veil of the enemy. From their eyes, so that they can see the light of the gospel, and they will see the need to know Jesus Christ and to repent of their sin. Oh Lord, I believe, I believe. When you pray, you need to have faith. I believe you will do that for my unsaved loved ones. And then you can say, Satan, take your hand away from the eyes, the spiritual eyes of my loved ones and my friend. So that they can see it, the light of the gospel. When you pray, don't do it out of ritual, out of tradition and religion. But you pray out of relationship with God. You believe that God listen to your prayer. You believe that God gonna do something to move and to send His Holy Spirit and send His angel to do something to save the lost that you pray for. And after that, you can say, "Thank you, Lord." You're going to send laborers. Thank you, Lord. You will open the eyes of the, the spirit. Thank you, Lord. The ear shall hear. The eyes can see. Thank you, Lord. They will be saved. Thank you, Lord. They will come to the church one day and they will be touched by the fire. They will be on fire. Serve God and do the great commission for you. We need to pray by faith and we need to thank God that God will answer our prayer. What happened if God already answered and sends laborers across their path and they say no? If they say no, yeah, everyone has a freedom of choice and they can make their own choice, and God will never force anybody to accept Him. If they say no, don't give up. Pray again. God send another laborer. God open their eyes. God, I believe they're going to be saved. You keep praying and ask God to send more laborers across. That person's life, and that person will be saved one day, as long as they still breathing, as long as they still have their heart beating. You will never give up praying for your unsaved loved ones. You will never give up praying for your unsaved friend. Keep praying, keep believing, keep asking God to send the laborers, different laborers. Maybe that laborer may be a TV program. Maybe the radio program, maybe a book, maybe the boss at work. He was shifted to another work, 
and then the boss is a Christian. Now he has to listen to the boss. That person may be a hairstylist that he sit for the haircut, and the hairstylist is a Christian, so he cannot run away during having a haircut. The hairstylist keep talking about Jesus, and he cannot run away. Maybe a doctor, and he need the doctor to heal him. So the doctor talk about Jesus. He need to listen. He cannot run away. God can use different kinds of laborers, and we keep praying as long as they still have heart beating and their uh, breathing on earth here. Amen? Amen. How many of you accepted Jesus Christ the first time you heard the gospel? Not me. I heard the gospel when I was seven years old. The first time by my neighbor, they taught me the Bible. It took me 20 years to accept Jesus Christ. It took me a long time. I heard the gospel again and again to the Catholic school, to my neighbors, and it took me a long time. Thank God that he never gave up on me. He kept sending laborers across my path and keep sending people across my path. And eventually I met Pasada who believed in Jesus. She was Catholic at that time. She took me to church and I was not happy. I was sitting in the Catholic church and like, no. I was not happy. But God still sent people across my way to get me saved eventually. Amen. So thank God that he never gave up on people. We should not be moved by what we see. We should not be moved by what we hear. They may curse God. They may say, no, you are not moved or shaken. You say, God, I'm going to keep praying that you're going to send the laborers across that way. And you're going to keep opening their eyes until they hear the gospel. Amen? Amen. And you believe that God listen to your prayer. You keep praying. And while you're praying, you are willing to be used by God to be the answer of somebody else's prayer. And you are the one. So are you ready when the time comes that you have to witness to somebody's dad that the son has been praying for the dad for many years? Not only that you pray for people that God will send laborers across their way and God will open their eyes. You must be ready anytime. You should go to church, listen to the CD, hear the gospel, hear the word of God, be anointed, get touched by God, filled with the love of God, filled with the faith of God, and say, I'm ready anytime when God opened the door for me to witness to somebody, to be the answer of the prayer of somebody else. When God opened the door, you smile, you show love, you help, and you say, Jesus loves you. And you don't even have to shuffle the gospel into that throat because God ordained you to be the man and the woman of the hour that God going to use you to talk by the anointing. And that person will open their eyes and say, oh, wow, I like that. You don't need to push them to give their life to Jesus because God ordained you for that hour to preach the gospel or to share the love of Jesus to people. But you need to be ready and filled with the Holy Spirit, filled with the word of God anytime. Amen? Amen. So we don't do the prayer and do all these things out of religion, but we do it out of love and out of faith. Sometimes you may be traveling on the airplane or maybe go to a new office and meet some person. And you can see that that person really lost, look very unhappy. And suddenly the Holy Spirit put your heart out to that person. And the Holy Spirit said, pray that God will send laborers across his path. And you can pray that God will open the eyes of that person. 
to see the light of the gospel. You begin to pray while you're talking. You say, God, send labor to talk to this person. I'm not the right person because now we are dealing with some business right now or something. And two or three months later, you forget about that person. And God remind you again. Remember that salesperson. Remember that customer. And you say, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I pray for that person again. God send laborers across his way. And that person he will listen to. And God open the spiritual eyes of this person to hear the gospel and to accept the gospel. Do this again and again. I believe that if you keep doing this, one day you're going to meet a lot of people in heaven. And they will come and shake your hand. Thank you for your prayer. God sent about 50 people across my way because you pray. And eventually, I could not stand it. I have to accept Christ. So now I'm in heaven because you pray for me and you intercede for me. You're going to send a lot of people to heaven by praying, interceding for the lost. I want to let you know one thing. As you walk with God, you will never be any place in the world by accident. God leads you. The Bible says, God order your step. God going to lead you to a certain place at the right timing. And meet the right people. Sometimes you were wondering why I'm standing here. No, it's not by accident. You're standing there. You go into that office because God ordained you to be there. To be a witness to somebody that God wants them to hear the gospel from you. Amen. Everyone say it's not by an accident. God ordered my steps. So you need to be ready anytime, wherever you go, ready to share the gospel. Amen? Please be ready anytime to be the answer of somebody's prayer that you can share the gospel. We don't meet people by accident. I remember Pastor, when Paul was young, Pastor Dow took Paul to the playground in Kirkland. A lady walked to her and Pastor Dow began to talk to that lady and build relationship. And Pastor Da shared the gospel. That person got saved. And then the husband got saved. That person still sit in this room. Still come to church because she met Pastor Da in the playground. In the school too. Both playground and school. Yes. So you can see that you are not in the playground by accident. God sent you there to be able to share the love of Jesus with somebody. Are you ready anytime to be the person who will share the gospel? Are you ready? I want to encourage all of you to be trained up, to be ready to share the gospel. Amen. Luke chapter 22, verse 31, the Bible says, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. Not only that, we intercede and pray for our unsaved loved ones. We should also pray for the brother and sister who has made mistake, backslidden, and walk away from God. Peter was a great apostle in that generation. And Satan is a spirit being. Satan could see the light in his life. That this man going to be used by God. To shake Jerusalem. To start the first church. And to preach the first gospel by the disciple. To the people in Jerusalem. And 3,000 people accept Christ. The devil knew that this man is going to be used of God. He will try every way to get rid of Peter. And he asked God for the permission to sift or to crush Peter to be like a fine powder. Just go into the air and disappear. 
When the devil knows that somebody is going to be used by God in a tremendous way, he would do everything to destroy his confidence, his faith, his ministry. Because he knows that if the guy or this man get into the ministry too deep, experience all the miracles, all the victory, it will be too late to pull him out. So he's going to have to get rid of the person as soon as possible. I talked to Pastor Da this morning on the way here that I almost died when I was a new believer in a car accident. A big truck come into my car. By principle, I should be the one who died because a truck hit on the passenger side that I was sitting. But thank God, God saved me. I believe the devil wanted to kill me in that year because he saw something in me that God going to use me. I was a brand new believer at that time. The devil want to destroy God's people, especially righteous, godly, God-feeling man and woman of God. The devil want to get rid of those people. And the devil asked Jesus for permission to do that. When he's talk like this, don't be scared of the devil, okay? What we learn from this scripture is that we should be alert all the time and don't give the foothold to the devil. We should protect ourselves to be in the local church, study the word, and we should not open the door for the devil to come in to destroy us by cheating, committing sin, getting into pornography or something that we're going to open the door or being prideful. We should close the door. At that time, the devil hated Peter. I believe the devil hated everybody who loved God, live a righteous life and want to live for the kingdom of God. And especially rich Generous, godly, anointed man and woman of God. You know why the devil hate rich, generous, anointed, wise, and godly people? Because in the world, money is power. If you are a godly man, rich, have wisdom and anointing, you can do a lot for God. Because you can use money to do a lot of things to bring soul to Jesus Christ. That's why I pray for the member all the time. Make them rich, Father. Make them rich. So that they can do great things for you. But not just rich. Because the Bible says money is not evil itself. But the love of money is the root of all evil. So you can become rich. But if you love money, God cannot use you that much. Because you are tied to money. Instead of living for the gospel. And I want to encourage all of you to make a decision to be a righteous man, a godly man, godly woman, and God bless you financially so that you can be impacting a lot of people around the world by your anointing, your lifestyle, and your money. Amen? How many people want to be rich, wise, anointed, generous, use of God? Raise your hand up. Oh, good decision. Good decision. Amen. Hallelujah. The devil at that time tried to destroy Peter, and Peter denied Jesus three times. But the difference between Peter and Judas Iscariot is that after Peter blew it, Peter came back. He was saved, restored, and came back to serve the Lord. Why? Because Jesus prayed for him. My brother and sister, we need to pray for one another. In the church. Pray for those who have missed church. Those who backslide. Those who reject God later on. John chapter 17 verse 12 show us the way of Jesus' life. This is what Jesus said to the Father. He was praying. Why I was with them, mean the disciple. I protected them 
and kept them safe by that name you gave me. None has been lost except the one doomed to destruction, which means Judas Iscariot. So that scripture would be fulfilled. Jesus always pray for his disciple. We should always pray for one another. Amen. We should always pray for people who have backslidden and walk away from the Lord. If your children walk away from God, don't say like this. Oh, they deserve it. They deserve the fire from heaven to burn them up. God, get at them. Destroy them. No, don't pray like that. Pray in love. Bless and pray for those who backslide and walk away from the Lord. Amen. We are not in the business of condemnation. We are in the business of conversion. We are not in the business of judging people. We are in the business of saving people. We are here on earth not to condemn anybody. We are here on earth to lead people to Christ. Amen? I tell you the truth. Some of the reasons many people in America reject God because they have been condemned by the church, by the preacher, and by Christians. You walk to them. I want to preach the gospel to you. But you look bad. You're such a sinner. How can you do that? When the sinner heard that, they say, oh, these church people are so religious. This is so condemning. I don't want to go to church. I hate church. I hate Christians because they are so condemning and judging me. I want to tell you one truth here. This is a revelation. No one go to hell because they murder, they commit adultery, they look at pornographic book. Because they cheat and lie. Listen carefully. No one goes to heaven because they sin. You say, oh, what doctrine is this? Jesus already died for them and paid for them. People go to hell because they don't know God. And they reject Jesus Christ. Are we still sinning today as a believer? Yes, I'm still sinning every day. So if I go to hell because I sin, I will go to hell. But I don't, because Jesus already died for me. Are you listening? So don't focus on people's sin as we help people to be reconciled to God. We should focus on bringing them to know Jesus. And after they have a relationship with Jesus, start to love Jesus, love the word, get touched by the fire of God. They start to go to church because they love Jesus, not because they are condemned by us then the sin will drop off one by one. Automatically, supernaturally, they don't want to sin anymore. We don't want to emphasize condemnation message to tell people that you are bad people, you are sinners. We want to preach Jesus and the love of Jesus to people and lead people to Christ. Amen? It's about relationship with Jesus Christ. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17 to 18 say, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, you see, if you bring people to Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. The worst person in the world, the most wicked person in the world who has tremendous sin in his life, if that person turn around and say, Jesus, I loved you. I'm going to start to read the Bible now. I'm going to start to go to church. That worst person in the world can turn to be the most wonderful, loving person in the world without condemnation. Because Jesus would change him to be a new creation. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ. 
and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. What kind of ministry we have? Reconciliation. How many people in the church have the ministry of reconciliation? All of us, not only the preacher. All of us have the ministry of reconciliation is to bring people out of darkness into the kingdom of light. But it's sad that a lot of people reject Christianity because they heard condemnation, judging from Christians and preachers and the church right in the block and attack people, attack the government and all these things. Don't attack anybody. Don't judge anybody. Our job is to love people and bring people to know Jesus Christ. The ministry of reconciliation belongs to every Christian. Amen? People who are sinning will stop sinning when they come to know Jesus. We need to go out as a minister of reconciliation. Go out and love people. Smile. Put your hand in your pocket. Pull the money out. Buy gift for people. Feed them dinner. When I first came to the U.S., I was working as an evangelist. I was not a pastor. I love to evangelize. I would go out to meet my new friend. I met new friend and then I shared the gospel. Then I and Pastor Dark Cook brought the friend to the, the house, feed them dinner, talk about God again. And eventually they got saved one by one. At that time, my salary was only $1,300 a month as a resident at University of Washington. But we are willing to spend our own money to feed the lost, to cook dinner, to invite people to come to our house. We need to be the messenger of the reconciliation, the, the message of reconciliation. Love people, show love, give, feed, bless people, smile, do good to people. And if you keep doing that one day, these people can ask you, why are you so happy? Why you have such a good family? And you say, you know, I want to tell you, the reason I'm so happy, I'm like this, I'm so blessed like this, because I have a friend. And I want to introduce you to this friend, capital F though, friend. His name is Jesus. And if you come to know Jesus, you're going to be happy like me. Because it's so real and it's so good to me. You see, you bring people into the kingdom by the goodness of God. By letting people see that God is so good to you, not by touching, pointing finger, and blaming people and condemning people. Amen? Verse 19, the Bible continues to say, that is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. God has committed to all of us the word of condemnation. Is that right? What is the word? The word of reconciliation. Bringing people back to God. Not to condemn anybody. Amen? Everyone say, I am ambassador. I am a representative with the message of reconciliation. Hallelujah. Do you know that sinners, the only thing they know to do is to sin. You don't need to emphasize that they sin. You don't need to emphasize that they know how to sin. They sin, they know. And they already feel bad about it. So they don't want anybody from the church to come and tell them, what a bad person you are. God is going to get at you. God is going to burn you in hell. That is not the message of reconciliation. Don't go to people and blame and condemn and judge people. People don't need anybody to come to tell them how bad they are. People need to hear how much God loves them. 
and how God can save them instead of how bad they are. Some Christian quote that they have the the gift of discernment. Actually, there is a gift in the Bible called the gift of discerning the spirit. But they switch the word into the gift of discernment. When they say that, actually, it means I can look at people and find fault with people. Bad, 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 bad. Actually, we should not call the gift of discernment. We should call the gift of finding fault. The real gift of spiritual discernment is this, that you can discern that when a person behave or talk is from the spirit of man or the spirit of God or the spirit of demon. That is a real called the gift of this discerning spirit, but not to find fault. But some Christians are so expert in finding fault. Mm, she said that. He said that. And I just want to let you know that he said that. He did that. The Bible says love covers the multitude of sin. It's not our job to bring up other people's faults. It's not our job to announce to the whole world how bad they are. People who walk in love sometimes look naive. If people come to me as a pastor, Pastor, do you know that that brother is doing that? Oh, really? I don't want to talk about it. I look naive. Sound like I don't know. Actually, I see it, but I don't want to talk about it. Because my job is not to criticize and condemn members. My job is to build people up, to teach the word, to show example, to build people up, not to judge people and say about bad things in their life. That's not going to help anybody. Amen? Everyone say, I don't have the gift of fault fighting. <laughs> Everyone say, love covers the multitude of sin. Even you see, even you know, don't talk about it. Don't try to emphasize, don't even report to anybody. Your job is to pray. The prayer of reconciliation. God, that person has a problem. Please reveal something to him. Please, God, send somebody to talk to him that he understand what is right and what is wrong. Our job is to, not to condemn anybody, but is to pray for people and love people and cover the multitude of sin. Amen? First Timothy chapter 2, verse 23 to 26. But avoid foolish and ignorant disputes, knowing that they generate strife. And a servant of the Lord, must not quarrel, but be gentle to all. Everyone say gentle. Able to teach and patient. Everyone say patient. God talked about being gentle to our brother and sister who make mistakes, like Peter, who deny God, who make some mistake in the church. Be patient and be gentle. Correcting those who are in opposition, if God perhaps will grant them repentance. So that they may know the truth and that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. This scripture talk about we should treat brother and sister who backslide or who make mistakes with gentleness and patience and pray to God, God, could you please grant the gift of repentance to that person? Send a laborer to come and talk to that person to understand that they're doing something wrong right now. They're backsliding right now. Sometimes God is not using you to correct another brother. He's not going to listen to you. But God can answer your prayer by sending another man or woman to talk to that person for you. Are, are you getting the point here? So when we pray a prayer of reconciliation, we need to do in faith, in love, 
not judging people, not condemnation, and we should pray. God send laborers to come across them, and they will accept Jesus and they will repent of their sin. Grant them with the gift of repentance. Open their spiritual eyes that they can see that what they're doing is totally wrong. Lord, love them. Keep praying. Keep praying. I thank God for a sister in this church. Her name is Mary Jo. She joined the church when we have only about 10 people. Long time ago, started the church. And she noticed one thing, that this pastor, Pastor Lau, was so dry, I did not know the Holy Spirit. But God called her to be with me. God said, stay with this man. She never gossiped about me. She never brought my weaknesses out to tell people in the church that I was so weak in the spirit. She just stayed and she prayed for me years after years. Until one day, God shined a light on me and said, yes, I need the Holy Spirit in the church. It took many years for this woman to pray for me. Years after years, praying for the pastor to come out from dryness in the spirit, to come to know the spirit of the living God. I appreciate Sister Mary Jo, who prayed for the pastor. Amen? Should we do that? Should we pray for one another? My dear brother and sister, I and Pastor Da always pray for your unsafe loved ones. That's why I always ask you for names. When I meet you and say, what is your husband's name? I write it down. I have a book here. And I write everybody's name down in here. I wrote down yesterday, Tony and Eliana, the son and daughter of Michael and Gloria. The reason I write it down, because I want to pray for Eliana and Tony, that they will accept Jesus Christ in this church. They will grow up to be godly men and godly women. Eliana and Tony. We need to have a life of prayer and intercession for people. Can you imagine if these people, all the people in this room, pray for people all the time? How many unsaved loved ones are going to come to know God? Amen? Amen? And if we walk in love, not judging people, walk in the love of God, cover the multitudes of sin, be ready to share the gospel, how many people in our family will come to know God? How many friends at work are going to come to know God? I believe. We're going to see a lot of people in heaven together. Amen? Amen? Let's pray. Let's agree together right now. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for teaching us how to pray. How to pray for unsaved loved ones, friends and strangers. How to pray for our brand and sister who backslide, who walk away from God. Our children who walk away from God, Lord. We want to follow the biblical principle of how to pray. Lord, help all of us not to join the condemnation wagon. Not to be people who will go out and condemn and judge people who don't know you, Lord. Help us, Lord, to walk in love and become the ambassadors of Jesus Christ. To bring the message of reconciliation. We know, Lord, that Jesus already died for them. They just need to have relationship with Jesus. Oh, Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus that you will send laborers whom they will listen. Our unsaved loved ones, our unsaved friends and co-workers and colleagues, friends in the school and even strangers that we meet on the street or in the shopping mall. We pray, Father, you send laborers to them. And these people will listen to these laborers. 
Use us as laborers as well, Father. When the time come to be the man and the woman of the hour, we will listen to your Holy Spirit, and we will share the love of Jesus to people at the right place at the right time. Father, anoint us, Lord, to be able to share the gospel. Father, also open the spiritual eyes of our unsafe loved ones, the unsafe husband in this house, the unsafe wife, children. Father, mother, uncle, auntie, nieces, nephews, our unsafe close friends at work. Open their spiritual eyes, Lord. They will see the light of the gospel, and they shall be saved. As long as they live on earth, we will not stop praying for them. Father, extend that time that they will not die too soon, Lord, before they get saved. Give them more opportunities to hear the gospel, Lord, that they will be saved before they leave this world, Father. We thank you, Father, for answering our prayer in this church. We believe that all our, our unsaved loved ones and friends will one day get into the church and love Jesus and be changed by the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. How many people promise God that from now on you're gonna intercede for people? How many people say I will be ready to witness, to share the gospel with people? How many people say God use me to bring souls to the kingdom of God? How many people say I will stop condemning people? I will love people. No more message of condemnation, but only the message of reconciliation. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Anyone in this room don't know the Lord, I would like to encourage you to give your life to Jesus today. Jesus loved you so much. Pastor Dao witnessed to one of her friends, and her friends, this is a Thai friend. The Thai friend said, wow, God doesn't credit my good things that I did on earth. Yes, God credit your good things, your good deeds, but you cannot go to heaven by your good deeds. Because the Bible says the righteous acts of man is like a filthy rags in the eyes of God. You cannot go to heaven by your own good deeds because we make mistake, and when we make one sin, we cannot get to heaven. No matter how good you are, you still need Jesus to forgive your past mistakes and future mistakes. I want to encourage all of you to invite Jesus into your life. If you never invite Jesus into your life, pray with me right now. How many people want God to forgive you? Raise your hand up. Pray with me, Father in heaven. Forgive me of my sins. Lord, receive me into your kingdom. Give me a new heart, a new spirit. Help me to walk with you, Lord Jesus. You died on the cross to pay for my sins. You are my Lord and Savior. Come into this house, my life, right now, Jesus. In your name, I pray. Amen. Congratulations! Let's give hand to those who invite Jesus into their life. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Before I let you go, I will pray for people. Let me read the scripture quickly so you understand what I am doing here. Let me read the scripture so you understand. In Ezekiel chapter thirty-four, for thus say the Lord. 
God. Indeed, I myself will search for my sheep and seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock on the day he is among his scattered sheep, so will I seek out my sheep and deliver them from all the places where they were scattered on a cloudy and dark day. And I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and will bring them to their own land. I will feed them on the mountains of Israel, in the valleys, in all the inhabited places of the country. I will feed them in good pasture, and their fold shall be on the high mountains of Israel. There they shall lie down in a good fold, and feed in rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. And I will feed my flock. And I will make them lie down. I will make them lie down," said the Lord of God. "I will seek that was was lost and bring back what was driven away, bind up the broken and strengthen what was sick. But I will destroy the fat and the strong and feed them in judgment. The reason I pray for people and lay hand on people." Because I want to represent God the Father, the Shepherd, to heal the sick, to bind the brokenhearted. Can you imagine if we don't lay hand? Sister Susan and Brother Aaron may be divorced by now, but because Sister Susan came to the church, and we lay hand, impart the fire of God, demon go out of her. She got filled with the Holy Spirit. She got up from the floor. No counseling. No five hours of session of counseling. Five-step program to recover this family. One touch of God, they get back together. Do you think, as a pastor, am I happy to see that? Yes. If I don't lay hand on you. I steal the blessing from you, because this is the way God does. I will make them lie down on green pasture. We lay hand, people get touched, people get set free. Some of you may have a dormant spirit of cancer in you right now, that gonna manifest at 60 years old, and you will die at 62. But if the fire of God touch you, kick that spirit out. You don't have to die at 62. You can live to 120 years old. You see my heart now. I'm not crazy about laying on of hand just to show off, but as a heart of a good shepherd, I really care for you. But it's up to you whether you want the shepherd of your soul up in heaven, working through the pastor, the shepherd in this church, to buy the brokenhearted, to heal, to set you free. I know that this is something very difficult in America. I tell you right now, this kind of thing in the third world country, people love it. I just got the email from a brand new church. Just start first day, yesterday, in Thailand. Eighteen people show up. No even lay hand. While they were worshiping God, the Holy Spirit came. They all got drunk and demons come out from all of them. No lay hand. But in America, people get used to what? 
sit in a church for one hour, listen to nice sermon, and go home. If you go to the meeting of Jesus Christ, it's not going to be that way. Jesus is going to lay hand on you. Jesus is going to cast demon out of you. Jesus is going to touch you. Jesus will heal you. When I say healing, it doesn't mean that you are blind and you can see only. But healing may be some bad stuff in you right now, ready to attack you, and God touch you. Maybe financial curses that you become poor and poor. Everything you do just fail, and God kick that demon out, and now you become prosperous. You make a lot of money, and you can give to the church and give to the ministry. You see, God want to touch you. God want to heal you. He loved you so much. And as a servant of the living God, I need to obey the Bible. So I'm going to pray for people, and I'm not forcing anyone to be prayed for, but I just want to let you know my heart is the heart of the Father. The Father want to bless His people, and laying on of hand is one of the way that God used. Actually, Jesus, do you know when Jesus was on earth, He used we call the touching ministry. Jesus touched people all the time. Go and read the four gospel. I challenge you right now. Read the four gospel. Jesus always touched people. Touch Peter's mother-in-law. He touched the eyes of the blind. He touched people. He lay hand a lot. And even the apostle, the Bible says, God performed miracles through the hands of the apostle. The hands of the apostle. God used the laying on of hands to bring the blessing, deliverance, and healing to God's people. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, today, may your people be touched by your love, heal the brokenhearted, remove the spirit that they will kill them, torture them, torment them, bless them, Lord, take away the curses and bondage from their life, set them free from cigarette, drinking, alcoholism, addictions, Lord. We pray, Father, that your people in this house will be set free by your hand, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. You need to be prayed for. I will pray for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I like husband and wife to stand together, if possible. Pastor Dan, I would like to pray for husband and wife that your relationship will get stronger. Love one another. Hallelujah! If your husband and wife stand together, thank you, Jesus. We need the Lord. We need the Lord. Hallelujah! We're gonna bless you. <laughs> Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. This is not from me; it's from the Lord. The Lord want to bless you. Whether you have physical manifestation or not, it doesn't matter. It's about receiving by faith, believing that when the servant of God lay hand on you, God will impart the blessing of Abraham. Good things will come in; bad things will go out of you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Receive by faith. This is the manifestation of the love of God. God loved you so much. God loved you so much. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah.
I say that you shall know your God. God will become so real to you, so real to you. And I say that darkness have to leave you right now. The spirit of doubt, the spirit of confusion, have to leave you right now in the name of Jesus. Right now, go away. Right now, go away. Right now, spirit of doubt, spirit of confusion, spirit of deception have to leave you. But revival will happen into your life in Jesus' mighty name. Fire, fire, Jesus. I pray that your whole family will be saved. Shall come to the house of God, serve Jesus, send laborers to them, open their spiritual eyes. Jesus' mighty name. I pray that prosperity will come into this house. You shall be well to do. You shall have finances come in, and you shall be the blessing to many people in the house of God. Your generous giver will bring fruit to you. God is pleased with your generosity, say the Lord. Your generosity, yes, <laughs> fire, yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, with the issue of blood. Fire! The Lord said to you, "I'm going to take you to the next level of faith, the next level of ministry. Let me work in you," said the Lord. "I will change you, change you, yield to me." And suddenly, a touch from heaven. Jesus came. Fire! I pray that the curse in your life must be broken right now. The curse that come from generation to generation must be broken right now in the name of Jesus. Right now, yes, Lord. I speak wisdom to you. I speak the wisdom from heaven to you. May the Lord fill you with supernatural wisdom. You can see things from the eyes of heaven. You can make decision according to the decision of heaven. You shall be able to discern the heart of God. The wisdom of God come upon you. In Jesus' mighty name, Hallelujah! Fire! Thank you, Jesus. Lord, change them that their marriage be full of love, harmony, understanding. Lord, bless this marriage. Change them. Whatever is not of God, may the fire of God burn them out. Whatever that come from generations, that cause the marriage to be shaken, go away right now in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Father. 
We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. To them all gathered in your name, I lift to you this new praise song. All the wrongs I have ever done have been washed away by your only son. Bring me your tired, you said. Bring me your weak. Bring me your hungry masses. We seek your to be.